0: Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from MoonPig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com.
1: Open your hearts, loosen your butts, it's time for couples therapy.
3: everyone and welcome to couples therapy my name is andy and i'm naomi we're a real life couple real life couple of comedians and on couples therapy we answer a couple different questions from a couple different listeners (laughs) i don't like the way i said
4: comedians it felt like i was um in a 90s sitcom oh very jackay i suppose (laughs) now naomi
3: you are on day four of a five day fast how are you feeling right now
4: i'm into delirium Okay. I'm in the delirium mode. Okay. We've got to just go minute by minute. Don't think about anything. I will say if I eat another packet of soup, it'll be the end to me. I think my body just does not like soft foods. Mm-hmm. I need structured, like I literally like food that has like heft to it. It doesn't have to be fatty or anything, but like just soups. I'm telling you, I get nauseous. I don't know. It's I just love liquid. I love soups. You love soups. The
3: other day, you were on like day one of the fast or whatever. And I guess, why are they it a fast? You're still eating. Yeah, when I more, fast on more of a Yom cleanse, Kippur. More of a cleanse. When I fast on Yom Kippur, nothing. Nothing. No water. No food. Well, that's
4: not healthy. You know what I mean. Your body's just shutting down. I'm atoning, the, but that's the point of atonement. It's not meant to be like. Whereas, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get into something called ketosis. I don't even understand. <laughs> anyway, yes, yeah, Sunday night we were two lovers, two soups, two soups. We were soup sisters. I loved it. Is that a real thing, by the way? Because I, I just said it
3: as a joke, and then when you, you posted like a thing of both of our soups, and you went to hashtag it soup sisters, and that was a real thing. So is this like a weird sexual yeah, thing? I don't know about that,
4: exactly. Like, is it like lemon party? <laughs> like (laughs) that's another thing where i think sounds so innocuous and then it turns out it's not and so (laughs) i don't know what a soup sister is so you can call in you can write in leave us a note let us know if you know what a soup sister is (laughs) now naomi uh before we get into the episode speaking of calling in speaking of calling in last week I started a
3: rivalry with someone who gave us a three-star review and said I was too cynical. I
4: think starting a rivalry is too strong. (laughs) I will say that you did not accept what we have now done. deemed unnecessary feedback we said five stars only we don't actually need you to say things to us mm-hmm. <laughs> especially because we won't change <laughs> i think that's just most
3: important only people that can make me change are naomi and my therapist that's it wow i
4: didn't even know i had that power i'll take that's it i don't think i've changed it. over the last 13 oh my god no no you have but i'm saying i'm like that i you know the only people who can you know lead you to change but i say wow i didn't even know that
3: part of that pressure to change was the lovely Naomi Ackerman. Ooh, baby. Yes. But here's the thing. That person, maybe maybe there are more people out there, but there's a lot of people on my side. Like this caller Naomi play this. This caller that called in
2: I want to leave a message in regards to the uh, reviewer who commented Andy was annoying me negative. negative. Um, I just wanted to say um, I don't feel that way at all. I actually find uh, the little side comments about like the world spiraling to disaster uh, inevitably because of humans awful nature um, funny, and I find it cathartic and like a sense of community because I find like yes we're trying to avoid all those thoughts all day, and obviously the podcast is a good comedic distraction from that. But like you know. It's also creep in and it's not like the whole podcast is about that so I actually um don't mind it I find it amusing. using it it's just like ah get that little vent out okay moving on you know I don't think it's horrible I tried to five-star you guys again in case they count that to try to offset <laughs> <laughs> three stars, but I wouldn't worry about it. Don't feel bad about it, Andy. You guys are great. Bye.
3: Funny and cathartic and I think the key word is side
4: comments. I also think the key is leaving a five star review to offset that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for offsetting. That is you. You are the rapper Offset and uh, we appreciate it because Andy, I'm out here trying try to get five star reviews because you know my new dream and angle is to get some sort of sponsorship and support for this damn wedding. Okay, you and I—we did m- tweet about that today. You I tweeted d- about hoping someone w- has anyone responded, being like, "We'll sponsor your flowers." No, I need some sponsorship up in here. This stuff is too expensive and sick. It's this, crazy this entire industry, and like we all know that by now, like that's not a secret. But to actually be in it, um, and to have set money aside for this, right? It's still the principle. I don't, be- I don't like. There's nothing I hate more than a price being jacked up. Just because we said the W word. I find that rude. I find it insulting. Are you doing the same work and providing the same item as you would if it was a birthday party? If it was an office party? Then what you doing to me? And so, you know, if I could just get some sponsorship. Some people who said, you know what? This is a really funny comedian and I would love if to provide their wedding bands. Or this is a really funny comedian and I would love to DJ for free. This is a really funny comedian and I would love to you know, provide gorgeous floral arrangements at a steep discount. You know, just whatever, you know, if that comes to anybody's mind and heart, you know, that would be beautiful. I, and
3: I would like to really just point out, we want a modest wedding. Well, this is the modest whole Modest is the, is the keyword for this. Side comment, keyword before, modest. <laughs> keyword for our wedding and it still it seems
4: uh way more than we actually want to pay what i'm learning is the only way you really go modest modest is if you have a guest list of 20 and if you are a person who has land like if you already have a space you can uh-huh. have a wedding at uh-huh. and then you can just be like okay we're gonna rent some tables and get some food then i think you can keep it under but the moment you need a space and then to populate that space with the necessary items for people to eat and drink and be merry. It's just impossible. It's impossible. You know what is possible?
3: People coming to see your shows. Well,
4: this is what I said, honey, because how you think your girl trying to get this wedding buddy together? (laughs) I'm going to start doing some shows. Look, if you are in Vermont, if you're in the Burlington area, come see me at Vermont comedy club, two shows a night, November 11th and 12th. Come on. It'll be great. I'm headlining. I got some fun openers. I'm trying to put together some new stuff and it will be great to see friendly faces, friendly masked faces. Really, I just want to see your shining eyes. Okay, I shouldn't actually be able to see your mouth. Mm -hmm. I just want to see your eyeballs, but I want to see them kind of crinkle up because I know you are smiling under your mask. That's all I really need. And then if you're in New York, I have added a late show to the Bell House Thursday, November 17th. There is now a show you can get tickets for at 10 p.m. Come on, y'all. We're going to stay up past the bedtimes. Feel free to bring a blanket. Mm-hmm. I might even bring one and have a lap blanket on and just sit on the stool. Let's just cozy up, mask up, laugh up. That's yes. it. That's my whole vibe. And okay? look,
3: 10 o'clock, you're also getting a parna. You're getting a parna. A parna
4: on an trailer, honey. Naomi. I got a parna to lead the house, and that's, big. that's a big. Naomi and a
3: parna are sleep sisters we- in the <laughs> sense that... <laughs> Hashtag sleep sisters, in the sense
4: that they don't want to be out past, like, what, nine? Well, let's make sure that's also not some weird sex thing, like <laughs> soup sisters, you know? We don't know, but hashtag sleep sisters, being a part of, that's a real get. Irene Morales, who's so funny, and is simply oh, yeah. adore her, great. a New York comic. So, it's going to be a really great night. Get your tickets. Uh, link in the show, show notes. My bio. Look, the point is, the link is out there. The, the link link out in there. the show
3: notes. If you're, a, go to your phone or wherever your list is right now and just push push up with your finger and there's a link
4: or send it to you know let's say you live in peoria but you're a fan i know you know somebody in ny sizzle and just say you should go see this really funny comedian with two other funny comedians that's what you do Henny. each one reach one that's how you teach one This is my this is me. This is my grassroots activity.
3: Speaking of teaching, Naomi. Speaking speaking of of teaching us. Speaking of teaching the audience. What a wonderful episode we have today.
4: Oh my God, we learned so much. We learned so much. I learned so much about indie rock. (laughs) (laughs) It was huge for me. You've already heard the dulcet tones of our guest today, Lauren Eve Mayberry, the front woman for the band Churches, Mm -hmm. Mm, Mm -hmm. baby. Mm I'm telling you. i person. a lovely person. I just person. want to put that out there on the record. Churches is great. They're doing some touring. They just, I think, finished the U.S. leg, but there's some international joints going on. Check them out. Listen to the music. Lauren's a dang delight. Has a beautiful cat, which you'll see if you go to our Instagram. Come on now. Follow us on IG, okay? Just, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I'm asking, a, I'm asking a lot of you. I know that today. I feel like I'm really coming in hot with a lot of directives. But I'm just... <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm just wild right now. Anyway, I gotta say without further ado, cause your girl off Haraka. Roll it.
3: Lauren, you're our, our third. We were wrong last last time. London was our second UK guest. You're our third UK guest, Humphrey Kerr.
4: Humphrey Carr, Ooh. yes, yes, yes. Humphrey Carr. I know it's Kate. But here's R- the
3: here's the thing. Car. Maybe the UK will crack up are you for free scotland we're gonna put the
1: <laughs> you're really getting into it um,
4: not what this podcast is about I, it is
3: what though yes a free scotland or not do you want the uk <laughs> to break up that's what that, these are the hard-hitting questions
1: i mean i'm all for smaller more representative democracy um yes. i feel bad for all my very nice english friends who would have to get left behind doing that though i'd be like oh no what about what about the good ones that don't want any of this? We just have to leave them and be like, sorry, guys. Like, that's <laughs> it's not our problem. We got to get out of here. This is a mess. <laughs> like, I don't
4: know. Well, honey, that's how I am. I believe, you, honey, you got to leave somebody behind if you want to get to freedom. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to have to leave somebody in a ditch. I've become that way. I've become harsh. I've cut people out of my life. <laughs> um, I think it's not really, of course, I'm exaggerating, but I think that I've certainly learned in the last three years mm. that I'm okay kind of being a little isolated,
1: you know? With the wisdom of time, I think, makes you yeah, just have less I've, I don't know how about you, but I feel like I have I'm growing to have less fucks to spend on certain things, mm. which people always tell you will happen as, as you transcend through the 30s, but uh, really, I'm just like, oh, can't be bothered can't be bothered <laughs> ah. with certain things and certain types of humans, I think
4: I have a question Um, I've always just been interested. You know, you just came off of a pretty extensive, intense tour. Ooh, this is a real Mm. question. This is a real one because I guess- This is like a journalist question. (laughs) Ew, gross. I hate it to be. But I wonder, what do you do for yourself? But, you know, the day of the show, kind of between shows. Because the closest I know to stand up for me, Mm -hmm. like I really have to power down all the fucking way to Mm -hmm. show up for that evening spot, you know, especially if it's like two shows in one night or something like that. Like Mm -hmm. I really don't want to engage, but that's easier for me to do because one I'm by myself. I don't have like a band to do stuff with and there's no like sound check where I have to get there early. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. What is your kind of like, what is your vibe? Are you just like an energizer bunny or do you kind of really turn it off, turn it
1: on? I feel like, I guess, yeah, being in a band, I suppose there are people around, it's simultaneously super people heavy and very isolating. I think also probably because I'm the only woman in the unit. Um, so I feel like I have learned to switch into dude mode and I can bond and I've watched a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and, you know, I can do that and then, but they never really have to switch. Not out of badness. They just never really have to switch into my zone. So, um, yes, I can, I'm quite good at, I can make any green room or hotel room into my little personal office or little spa and <laughs> I can okay, do that okay. um and yeah most days I think I'll just kind of be in the green room like doing a little bit of writing or watching some tv shows and um yeah the the guys I think I think they kind of just are in normal mode until about 10 minutes before we play like they'll be like okay playing not the we got a new <laughs> I sound like someone's grandma. I'm like, they got a new gaming thing recently. <laughs> uh, I was going to call it Airstream, but I think it's called a, a Steam Deck or something. I don't know. Yeah, They've been playing know. that. It looks like a Switch, but bigger, and you can play different things on it. I don't know. So they do a lot of that in the background um, while I'm like, I will iron my outfit, and I will get ready, and I will put the makeup on. And I think then I have to do the kind of internal workings because I'm not super naturally. Uh, Let's be a performer. Let's be in the middle of everything. Like... Um, Yes, I think when we first met... Well, exactly. Uh, I was, like, stacking exactly. myself up to go to a barbecue alone, and I was like, "Oh, okay, ooh, we can do it. We'll make conversation. Like, oh, no. <laughs> but so to get into, like, gig mode, I think I need to be like, right, put on the makeup and, like, think about... Just think about it. And then I think that's easier to me than other kinds of social stuff because I finally got to a point where I was like, oh, yeah, the gig's not really about me. Like, it's about me in one sense, but ultimately people come to shows because they want you they want to project onto you what the music means to them and you're kind of just this conduit you just kind of have to facilitate that experience if that makes Hmm. sense and I used to think oh people are coming to see how bad I am at this and like I'm not a trained (laughs) musician I don't know what I'm doing and like yes I used to be like they'll be comparing me to all these other people that have been doing this and know how to do it and oh dear this is terrible but now I kind of think I'm like most of the time songs are about when you listen to a song, it's a, you make it about your experience and your memories and the people it reminds you of. So it's kind of just up to me to get dressed up like sad goth Barbie <laughs> and <laughs> facilitate that experience for them for like ninety minutes, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that really what
3: it is? I'm trying to think. Sorry, the la- I haven't. I was at one show in the last like three years. <laughs> I saw Pavement uh, oh. a couple weeks ago, and nice. I'm no, like, that
4: was over a month. I know. Time it? is confusing. Uh huh. It was. It was. A month so I saw. A pave-
3: I saw pavement when they were in LA, and I'm like, I. W- it is interesting. I think I'm just weird when it comes to music. <laughs> like I go and I'm just and I was just like tapping my foot along. Well, like I do the indie rock thing, which is like mm. arms crossed, tap, <laughs> you tap your foot.
1: Maybe a little <laughs> gentle head nod, right? Oh, a yeah. Gentle, yeah. little light nod I love that a says gentle head I'm alive.
3: <laughs> I'm not a mannequin. that's all you need but i was like i'm like when i see yeah i don't know am i projecting that's an interesting thing i was trying to think am i projecting anything onto the person i think there's also like a different like like you are putting on a show there's a i think there's a difference between Mm. like you and maybe some other bands where like you are putting on a show versus other try try my
1: best who just, like, who just like,
3: I mean, fucking Steve Malkmus walked out like he like fucked up Folk Jam or something, and at the end of it, he's like, You get the drift. He literally <laughs> said, You get the drift. And I think that those are two different mm. kinds <laughs> of
1: the, the luxury of being a, a man in indie rock. Well, know? I was gonna say,
4: I said, when Andy <laughs> told me I said, Disgusting. I would have been livid. <laughs> oh, no, I loved it. <laughs> I was like, How dare you? No, I, I loved mean, it. I feel the same way. like I'm not a big concert person, but I certainly know I feel that way about comedy. Like, I am Mm. trying to – I am performing. I am Mm. giving you energy. I'm giving you movement. There's nothing that bores me more than a comic who just kind of stands there and says their jokes, which feels like they're just – which is like the equivalent of reading a tweet. Like, I'm kind of like, I didn't need to see you live. I could have just read this on the page if this is how you choose to perform it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I'm like, I very much value – some zhuzh, He, some, no, zhuzh. but uh, yeah you
1: give and I think something. at the beginning of the churches the band were in now, like I had never really been a front person before, like I'd kind of co-hosted the front front man stuff with another person in my previous band, but I played keyboards and drums, and I'd never really done it before, so I think in the early churches days, I was definitely standing still reading the musical tweets, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, yeah, at the end of the first album campaign, I was like, I don't I just also I don't think I, that's good enough, you know. And maybe that's a bad habit to apply to myself. But I think I've been quite good at <laughs> enforced personal creative development because I've been like, okay, that's fine. We got to the end. We kept our brain inside our head. That's good. <laughs> but ultimately, could it could it be better? And obviously, there's bad bad parts to that kind of perfectionism. But um, now I get to run a theatrical four act show with costume changes and fake blood. And I'm like, yes, this is lovely. But if you'd asked 2012 me, I would have been like, what? No, please don't make me. I'll die. Like, so I don't know. I'm my own worst enemy. I don't know
4: why. But does But I wonder, though, have you found, because I find something like that, though, it does, you know, as you said, being nervous and that feeling of, oh, they're going to come to see how bad I am. Mm. Doesn't kind of some of that theatricality help take you out of that? It's almost like, you know, getting in your body so you get out of your head.
1: Yes, definitely. I think so, because then it feels so much more removed from normal, everyday me, which I think I've definitely had to develop over the course of the band. Um, And yeah, I think it makes it easier to take chances and do different things if it feels removed from who you actually think you are on a day-to-day basis. Oh yeah, for
3: sure. Yeah, for sure cuz I know that like when I was in a band like years and years ago, I could never break through cuz I was just always myself. I could never break through any kind of emotional barrier and it was always very like very um tamped down because mm. I could not push like I'm like, "Oh, they're staring at me." So I can't <laughs> I can't yell because if I yell in this song, then uh that's embarrassing.
4: <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. And it's me.
3: And there's no there's no difference between me and who they're seeing, versus if you step into like a theatrical kind of like your character,
4: sad goth Barbie. (laughs)
1: Yes.
4: (laughs) She's different. She's
1: different. She's different. And she doesn't feel the same level of like embarrassment and shame. Like I think a lot about shame. Like I think I am completely created out of, like, guilt and shame. <laughs> it's just, like, <laughs> that is my, yeah. mm, that's yeah. this, my, my special <laughs> sauce. I can make I anything. Like, I get you. the worst thing that somebody could say to me in an argument, and I had to, like, try and unpack this, is, like, if I feel, if they say you're that's really selfish, that's, like, oh, like, that is, like, oh, thing really? that can, like, destroy me as if I think I've been, un- like, unkind or selfish. And I think that in a performance persona with the kind of band we are, the kind of music we make, and the kind of lyrics that I write when I'm alone in a room. I'm like, we can't be bringing that in to the performance zone. She shouldn't have that kind of crippling shame and self. You know what I mean? It needs to be something outside of that. And I think, that in a way, that's quite quite freeing to not have to, to just get a break. I get a fucking break for myself for like an, <laughs> hour, yeah. an hour and a half every night and hang out with this oh. other alternate version where I'm like, yeah, I don't take any shit. Whereas in real life, I'm like, yeah, I take like... 60 to 65% shit, (laughs) probably. And I'm like, oh, I'd rather you didn't, but okay.
3: (laughs) Was that purposeful? Like, did you did you like like hey i need to get out of this shit if i'm going to be a good performer cuz that i think that's the thing uh, as a creature that was built from a shame god mm. that like <laughs> the, the, uh, like i could never get past that it's it's why like even as a comedic performer i'll never be more than like good because the oh. shame of like no it's okay i've i've recognized this stuff in myself <laughs> And he's
4: focused on writing. Great okay. writer.
3: That's where he does it. I'll and never he be enjoys than, it. Yes, great writer. I'll be never. i be more than a good performer. And I'm fine with it. But that's the thing. The uh, I've been created in the image of shame. A mold was created of my body. <laughs> the Lord in the heaven above poured shame out of a like a like pancake batter. Into yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Batter into
4: the mold. It yeah, hardened,
3: yeah. and he placed me on earth.
4: Uh-huh, uh-huh, but that's uh-huh. the
3: thing. As a creature of shame, did you purposely like I I need to create this, or did it naturally kind of happen as as like your um as your performance evolved?
1: Um, I think a little bit of both. Like I have a memory of between the first album and the second album, uh, we only we made it in a really short space of time. And during that time period, I w- I read reviews on the first record. I don't read reviews anymore. And on the mm-hmm. first record, I read a lot read a lot of live reviews. And most, most of the live reviews were like, this band could be really good. And she's a bit rubbish. Oh, no. <laughs> no! no! Or they, not rubbish. I think I was there Were like, she's fine. They were like, she's standing there. She's singing. She's fine. She's not doing anything right. that makes it, you know. And I remember reading one, which was like, I can still see it. It's seared oh, into the no. shame, shame brain. And yep. it was like the only thing that stands between churches and the next level is the person standing at the front of the stage. And I was like, ah. And I thought about it, and I and I internalized it so much and then I was like, but I'm trying, I'm trying really hard. It's just so unnatural to me. And then I watched, it sounds like a made for TV moment, but I watched a TED talk uh, by this lady, uh, Amy Cuddy. And she was talking about um, how body language influences your mental state and how your mental state informs your body language. And something that now I think I'll be like, oh, well, obviously. But she was talking about people getting confidence for presentations or for meetings. And it's just about presenting your body as open and these things. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I guess I started thinking about stuff like that. And then I did a lot of like very dorky research of mostly male performers and be like, how Mm -hmm. do they take up space on a stage? And Mm -hmm. if I can do that whilst being a five foot two (laughs) (laughs) tiny person, then that will make me feel differently about it. And I took some like dance classes at a community center which oh. to me I was like I can't dance I don't have to do any of these things and now I really enjoy that part of it but at the time I was like this is so deeply horrifying my soul is going to escape through my butt I can't <laughs> <laughs> but then I figured that if I can I don't know so that's kind of why I'm like there is a part of my brain that's like push yourself to do these things because if I can withstand this twice weekly dance class then when I go back to the other place which previously felt uncomfortable that will feel much better (laughs) than having to do this I guess so and I think it helped and I think it really when I could see the results and see that it was better for the shows and people were responding it's like a feedback loop of like the excitement level and then I was like oh this is the right thing to do and nobody's laughing at you because it would just I don't know I've never been trained in any of that so I was like yeah, I remember our manager being like, you know, you could just jump a little because they want to jump and you have to give them permission to do it. And I was like, no, because I don't feel so stupid if I do that. And then they'll <laughs> ah, they'll oh, laugh at me. And, uh, and then they'll be like, we're how all going to laugh you? at you. Yeah, you know, very Carrie.
4: Very Carrie. The mom mm, from Carrie is in your head.
1: And I understand All that. the time. Um, but now I'm like, yeah, if you... And now I'm like, people come to the shows and they wear the certain outfits from certain eras, or they do the kind of fancy makeup. Or this time they've been coming in like horror costumes because the album was a bit horror y and like they know the certain moves to certain songs that they do at certain points. And I'm like, oh, this is nice, guys. It was actually fine. Sorry that I I was being weird about it. But you know, the lyrics are where I could still be a shame filled weirdo. And then at the gig, I'll just, you know, make it a little bit more sass, Sass, I guess. (laughs) I don't know.
4: yeah, no, I get that. Because to me, it's owning it. Like, I think a big part of my standup is, you know, I lived with it was a lot of shame and a lot of kind of being told, like, these are things you don't say. These are things you don't show, you know, mm. the different ways to behave. And so, like, I think a lot of my standup is just like, what's the thought in my head that, like, makes me feel bad or pathetic or something like that? And then saying that. And I Mm. learned at some point when I took that leap, that that's what people were laughing at the most or the people who were like getting it the most. You know what I mean? Like people were like, oh my God, yes. Or like early days when I would talk about dating and then inevitably after every show, at least one woman would come up to me and like be like, let me tell you what happened to me. And I enjoyed that. Like this idea of, oh, it's actually, those are the things that are the points of connection and kind of like what I think is the worst thing is actually probably
1: the most universal thing.
4: You know what I mean? Like a lot more people feel it than not. They just maybe
1: hide it better. Yeah. You know? And I always think like in a way that takes the power of the shame of it for you, but also that's the most powerful thing to connect with. And I think that's when I'm sure you find this something I've learned a lot in writing. Like a lot of the time, the things I used to like cross out and be like, no, 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 ooh, too much, too uncomfortable. Like those are definitely the things that you should keep. <laughs> so it always kind of works that way. And also I think, I mean, I'm sure. I wonder if stand up similar in terms of like how dude dominated it is or was for a long time. I assume, but I think a lot of my shame in music stuff is because I didn't see, I didn't know any other women. Like, even now, I think it's maybe a little better now than it was a few years ago. But when I was growing up and getting into music, I'm like every band I was ever in was all guys. Every band we played with was all guys. Everybody in every venue. And still now, I'm like most people in our crew are male. Every fucking venue you go into, it's just all men all the time. So I huh. think I spent a lot of time modeling myself on that and trying to fit in. And you have to figure out how to pass enough, but be and be down and like, but you can you have to be able to be guyish enough that they let you be in the space. Yeah. But then I think I look back on that, I'm like, hmm. gave me a strange relationship with my femaleness because I spent so long trying to be one of the guys even though I know I wasn't and I think that has something in the last few years certainly where I've been like I have to figure out how to hybridize this or like not I don't know celebrate celebrate and expand on those things in a way that's really hard to do when it's such a male no offense Andy to your people but (laughs) such a like I don't know I was always I get to create in a paradigm that's built by men and like I can push it as far as I can push it but it's still within that space and I think that's why this album touring has been so fun because I just said to the guys, I want to do costume changes and like things that don't happen in indie rock shows. Like most venues we go to, we have to explain to them we've got the quick change tent. And they're like, Oh, like they can't <laughs> they, they can't compute it. Because Bunch that's of Tim just Allens. not a little bit, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every venue has a <laughs> Tim Allen in it. Um <laughs> But yeah, but then to me, I was like, well, that's the hybrid of the two worlds because I love alternative music. I love, I came up in indie bands, but I I love a big pop show. I am absolutely rabid for it. And I love a costume change. Like when we, we played with Grace Jones recently and she did about 12 costume changes and I was feral. Like every yeah. time <laughs> every time she changed, it, I was like, oh my God, she was talking into the mic while she was changing. Are you seeing this? Like a dog <laughs> with my head out the car window. And I think the stuff like that is so Fun and freeing and theatrical and dramatic And you know I want to be able to Love Madonna And All the f- rock bands that influence churches, You know mm-hmm. like, Yeah I want to love Depeche Mode and Cyndi Lauper at the same time like let yeah. me do both these Things so yes and I think It's about feeling like I had Enough because not Nobody was ever going to suggest that to me Right, yeah, right, really, I have right. To-
4: They were only going to suggest that you jump a little
1: you know, uh, sister, so jump, jump a little a bit. Little.
4: Yeah, just
3: uh, the old. uh not
4: <laughs> <laughs> think He's of the trying to come up with something. I was going to say
3: jump around. What's that band name? Oh gosh,
4: you're right. I don't remember. Anyway. God, oh my God, <laughs> a listener's going to write us. The listener's going to be like, screaming right no, now. I'll cut this out.
3: Uh... <laughs> No, it'd be really funny though, <laughs> like to see Ben Gibbard do it, but he just puts on a different flannel shirt after every song. A little, so I mean, a little,
1: like, <laughs> I would be there for it though because I feel like he would be breaking out of the mold of the norms, and if he wants uh, to have a little flannel change, I think he should. <laughs> flannel change.
3: They tune his guitar up for Kath. He comes back <laughs>
1: um. and he goes back. And, yeah. Well, and I guess to me, I'm like, I think that's, and it's been really cool because it's to see people respond to that in the shows and. Yeah, I think it, I I don't know, but reminding myself to like, don't just talk the talk of like, yeah, I want to make things our own within that space. You have to actually do things. And it's just been a lot more fun for me to be like, I would like to try this. It's easily easy to do. Let's just do it. And then all the guys are like, okay, (laughs) off we go and it's fine. But yeah, permission to ask to do things or something. I don't know. House of pain. (laughs) House House of of pain. pain. Yes,
4: (laughs) there there it is. is. There it is. Um, (laughs) Now, because on couples therapy, people do you know they're going to call they're calling in. We're going to be giving people advice yes. you know about friendships, relationships, work, whatever the situation is, right? But it's mm. a relationship usually. But now, I guess one of the things you know, as you said, having been in bands, it feels like it's a constant negotiation to to be in a group, and that is my hell. <laughs> and I wonder <laughs> how you. Um, How you've learned to handle that. And also, like, kind of when a band is coming together, right? Like, there's that I'm imagining it goes something like you meet some people out and they're playing, and you're like, I like your vibe. I like your vibe. And then, like, (laughs) they're like, We need a singer. You got the goods, lady. And then, like, you come in, but it's like, y'all don't really know each other
1: yet.
3: Yeah. Did someone have Hmm. sunglasses on and then they, like, pull the sunglasses down a little bit, look over the top and go,
4: You've got the goods.
1: They're like, I've got to make you a star. And I was like sweeping in the corner. No. (laughs)
4: exactly. You were singing to yourself. You were singing to yourself. And they're like, oh, lady, we're bringing you on stage. But you don't really know each other until you start to go through everything, right?
1: Mm. Yes. And I didn't, I really didn't know the guys at the the band for very long before stuff started happening for us, which is, we're very lucky to say. But I'd known them maybe
0: mm,
1: six months, something like that. Yeah. So... And then we just put us on. It was the era of blogs, guys. Let me paint you a picture. The the blogosphere was hot and happening. And uh, yeah, so I really didn't know them very well. And I was 23 when we started the band. And the guys were a little bit older. So um, I think it has been, we've had to learn to play well with others. And Mm -hmm. uh, evolve. Yeah, we've definitely had to evolve the relationship over the course of time. Because I think I was definitely much more of a, yeah, sure, whatever you think, man. Right, At 23, right. then I am now, which right. is bad for them in some ways, but good for them in other ways. Now we have costume changes. But I think, <laughs> yes, and I just, yeah, I think as a person and as a creative person, you change a lot during that, between 23 and 35, that's a big it's a big change, so unfortunately for them, I think they probably started with something more meek and manageable than <laughs> what they ended up with. But, we thought we could control her. You know, <laughs> that's a good Scottish accent,
4: right? That was really good. I,
3: was, I
1: felt, I felt at home for a brief, <laughs> a brief moment there. Um, but yeah, I suppose it is all about fit, like, oh man, it is kind of like you're in an arranged marriage, <laughs> at times, and um, you know we're all very different people, and we have to do a lot of over communicating like whenever any anything comes up it's always if we've not been in the same place and somebody's read something into what somebody said in an email or a text and you wouldn't get that if you'd actually just ask the person what did you mean by that or if you're in the same place so it's all the same problems in a romantic relationship (laughs) (laughs) when it comes to communication and there's just more of us and none of the nice parts of romance (laughs) Well, that's yeah. like
4: so that seems so tough to me what?
3: Well, it what it, well, th- I mean, that's the thing. So I mean, at least in my little, obviously uh, low level experience with any group, whether it's musical or like com- comedic, is that it's the the two big things are communication. And you if you can do that, I think that's like most of it. But then the other thing is creative tension. as long as you're on this, same page with everything there's not a lot of that kind of stuff but there could but like it could like leak in if someone's like yes i want to be doing that and if, if they're not compatible like i well, yeah I, i'm that's constantly a- kind of like looking at bands and being like uh being like oh they made some of their best music while they hated each other <laughs> like i think <laughs> or like we're just like not like i think guided by voices like the era with like tobin sprout and uh
4: Is that a name of a (laughs) person? (laughs) It's a name of one of their guitarists. But, like.
3: Uh, uh, him and the lead singer. I I think there was a ton of tension between them, but they were also making the best stuff. So there's something, there's something like good about some of that creative tension, but it has to like, I I keep trying to like Mm. uh, do all these like studies in my head. So (laughs) anecdotal, not real of like, what is the boundary? And I'm making a circle with my fingers. What is the boundary where the creative tension is good? And then when it goes past that boundary and it becomes destructive.
1: When it goes sour. Yeah. Yeah. We've definitely talked about that a lot. Um, I, I don't know. I used to sign up to that idea that, uh, yeah, it's that tension that, that this kinetic thing comes out of. But now, if anything, I look back on things and I'm like, no, I think I create. I personally created well, despite that. Mm-hmm. Maybe despite, maybe yep. it's a it's a personality thing. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's a gender thing. I don't know. But I don't feel like I create well in a t- in a stressful space when I feel like everyone's angry or pissed off. Yeah. Or they, I feel like that just puts more pressure on me, and I don't feel like. I look, I I, don't know, I look at the the lyrics I'm most proud of and I'm like, you made those because you had the space and the time to sit and think about it and dig into the space you need to dig into. And I think, yeah, it is like you. any relationship, you're just kind of hoping that you, you know everybody's going to grow and evolve and you're just hoping that you grow in roughly the same direction. Yeah. So that makes the conversation easier. And there's that, like, yeah, most of the arguments that we've ever had have been about creative, bad communication or creative Different, creative right. differences, yeah. that old thing Where you're like, right. and then it is it is so Everyone's so sensitive about everything And everyone does have a different opinion So I think, especially as a band, you're like Well, there has to be a common ground Because everyone has to put their name on it at the end And that's yeah. pretty impossible some days Because everybody likes yeah. really different stuff And yeah, it's difficult me, sometimes wait, But when it works, this. it's good <laughs> Let me
3: amend this, I don't mean hate each other necessarily Because I, right. I think the communicate If you're do, communicating well Which I don't think most mm. Groups of any kind do. <laughs> I think. No. You're,
4: I think. Maybe especially it, groups of men. You know what I call a danger of yes. men when you put them together. It's like <laughs> they don't. They haven't been trained. A lot of a lot of people have been socialized to use their words, and then you put them all together, and then they.
3: Yes. yes, I think that's one hundred percent true. Definitely uh, true yes. for me,
4: and at whatever I was in
3: improv group, band. <laughs> I've definitely
1: done a lot of like well, have you said to him that you, (laughs) Um, and then we're like, maybe, well, should you, or definitely been like, should should you guys just like talk, should we have a quick chat? I'm always promoting that we have quick chats and meetings. Um, But then also that is weird when I zoom out of it, because not that we've, any of us have done that on purpose, but that is a very gendered role that has been assigned uh or that I have taken on. Like, I feel like I do a lot of like emotional labor couriering from place to place. Um, I like you make think, an emotional
4: curry. That sounds yeah. good, you know,
1: too. I, I mean, I do it every night, crying into my doll. But, um, yeah, I don't think I really perceived that when I was, like, 24, 25, and I was doing it. And now as, like, a grown-ass lady, I'm like, I know that I'm doing it. And I'm like, yeah. maybe they will learn. They will learn by doing. They will learn yeah. that it's better. <laughs> but, sorry, you were telling us. No, no, no. No, no, I was saying.
3: So... The creative tension shouldn't be like, um, it should be like, hey, I'm gonna, uh, I think we should do this in in five, eight times. And then (laughs) (laughs) someone else is, (laughs) is like, all right, I'll go along with that. And then they, and then you have to figure out something around that. So people Mm. are doing like weird, maybe not weird, but like different things, or like two, like someone's like, you know what? I think uh, this uh, this beat's gonna be reggae, and you're like, "Uh, all right. And then you try to do your thing on top of that thing. So what I I think, what I mean by creative tension is that the good creative tension is when it's like uh, uh, different like um, genres or ideas are bumping up against each other, as opposed (laughs) to people's emotional stuff uh uh-huh. up, up Okay. Against each other. Okay. Yes. Well, that good. So that's the that good creative sense. tension, and then the bad creative tension is when, like, someone's like, I fucking hate you! Yeah. You always try to take
4: over! Fucking tune <laughs> your strings! <laughs> tune the fucking don't strings! Don't tell me what to do with my baby! Yes. I don't know if someone calls their, you know, instrument their baby, but maybe. Well, the,
1: song, the songs are the babies, probably. But yeah, definitely, I think, and I think that's something that's really good in our band, is that we do have quite distinct musical tastes. We don't have a huge overlap. There's certain things mm. we can agree on, but there isn't. Everyone definitely has a different palette in terms of what they like, and I think when those things intersect at the right moment, that's what is the special, the special sauce. I guess. <laughs> of course,
3: yeah. Um, so, so wait, how does this? So, all the stuff from uh, being a band, and you fall into. I will say this: you fall into uh, the uh, not so rare on this show, but like a group of uh, people whose uh, love life is somewhat Googleable. Uh, well, I don't want to ask. <laughs> I don't wanna ask specific questions, but I am curious about like st- how has either stuff you've learned from your love life gone mm. into uh, how work. you conduct yourself yeah. in in the band with other people, or, or vice, vice versa? versa. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Um. I don't know. I kind of look at the songs as I'm like they're kind of like little Polaroid snapshots or little diary entries of the time. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's weird to look back on them and be like, I can kind of track, I can track some emotional growth at least <laughs> slightly. Mm-hmm. Like I still, I feel like if I write about relationships now, that it's not always romantic relationships, and if it is, it's through a different kind of lens than it was at the start of the band. I think. Um, well, and I guess I've been in a this nice, a nice, solid, good relationship with somebody that treats me nicely <laughs> for like four years now um which isn't something i'd had at any other point in the band so yeah it's a- easier to look at things through a different lens uh because i'll link a lot of the rest of the time i was like write about the immediate trauma that you're receiving from shitty dudes in music and film <laughs> that's <laughs> what do you write about there you go. a time but uh yes i feel bad because if anything the most googleable one I, I, f- I feel a bit bad for him in a way because he only got like a verse of a song. I didn't, I thought, <laughs> I thought that it was going to be loads. I thought there was going to be like loads to come out of that. And then I was like, no, nope. turns out I got other things that are more pressing for me to deal with and you'll get verse two on an album track. <laughs>
4: that's
1: it. So, I was like, that's growth. That's good.
4: <laughs> but you talk about one, you know, something you've talked about is kind of this making this concerted effort to, as you said, uh, get out of your head, Uh, have your own fun, face some of these fears and get rid of this whole, they're all going to laugh at you. You know, how does Mm -hmm. that inform then how you approach your romantic relationship? It's now been four years and you're with this person, but it also sounds like a lot for you, both professionally, creatively, internally has Mm -hmm. happened in that time as well.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, honestly, I think I just... I would love to say that I changed my ways and I just started spending time with people who were better for me. But I just made a happy accidental decision because I was like, oh, <laughs> he looks like an indie fuckboy that's going to treat me like shit. Yes. <laughs> Sign me up. That is exactly my type. Wait, For uh, like, Do you actually it, have that conscious thought? Like, or. Uh, like, you thought I he think, might be bad. You were like, oh, he yeah, could be bad. Yeah, like I look at a lot of my choices and there's a point where I'm like, hmm. I don't know if it's a it's definitely a subconscious thing it's like a self-sabotaging thing you are what you eat as well like i think if that's what you're ra- if i'm raised on ethan Hawk from reality bites then that's what i'm gonna want and also i think there is like a self-sabotaging thing where i'm like if i feel like i am not worth much then if i date a guy who treats me like i'm not worth much then it's like a I don't know it's like validating something even if it's negative uh, right. or like or like the earning you, if I can work really hard and I can earn it like I don't consciously mm. think that but I look back on certain things and I'm like you knew that was bad on some level but you were like but if I try hard enough and if I am good enough or smart enough or clever enough or pretty enough then and then that's just an absolute crapshoot of so that's your own self-loathing and you're just living that out <laughs> at somebody but yeah. um yeah so I think I kind of was like all right here we go again and uh yeah it turns out he's just actually very nice he just <laughs> he just has like, floppy hair and wears you know little worker jackets but he's just actually a very nice person who cares if i live or die so it's pretty cool pretty cool for me <laughs> wait was the indie fuckboy boy thing was that like a pattern <laughs> going back to like teenage lauren
3: is that where you I think started so.
1: um i was kind of forged in the fire yeah especially like if I, I've been in band since I was like 15, so that's how you meet people. And I, I love a good floppy-haired guy <laughs> who talks at me about books that he's read that he thinks that I haven't, but he didn't pause long enough for me to tell him that I had, you know? Oh, no. Whereas now as a 35-year-old woman, I'm like, oh, no. But at the yeah. time, I was like, ooh, I think there's something complimentary about th- Especially because a lot of the time it was guys that were a bit older as well. Mm -hmm. So there was something about that felt validating to me. You getting their attention. You're the one who has their attention. They want to be next to you. And they're smart and accomplished. And I thought they were smart and accomplished. But, you know, (laughs) as like a 17, 18 year old girl in bands who doesn't get respected by your peers and gets treated, talked to like shit by those guys like i think i just i wanted to be older and mature and to have somebody see that in you and and recommend a book to you or give you a record that they thought you would understand that felt so validating to me because i wasn't getting that from any of my my peers in music and stuff so but then i look at that and now i'm like what in the in the devil's name did this old man (laughs) (laughs) what to talk to a 19 year old about like you know what i mean when i was like 19 dating like a 18, 19, dating a 27, 28-year-old. Like, oh, right. I look right. at that. When I got to that age, I was like, oh, disgusting. Yeah. Like, right. I find that horrifying. But as an 18, 19-year-old girl, it was incredibly flattering. And I felt so smart and mature. And and then now I'm like, oh, no, that's so much to do with those men and their weird Peter Pan syndrome. And you don't really, you want to talk at a girl and feel, y- I don't know. There's layers yeah. and layers to it. And then I'm like, mm, yup <laughs> it's kind of a, like when i think back on certain things i'm like oh no we don't like that for us but um you know what can you do
3: it's yeah. weird i've never kind of understood that i'm sure i've done something like that before like i'm not gonna absolve myself but i don't know Naomi's think I did giving it.
4: you a look she's like mm-hmm. i'm like wait, wait you mean like you mean like you sure you've been like i've never talking dated. to like a 20 year old girl i've at a never show. dated anyone right
3: That more than like two or three years,
4: right, right, right. No, I know that part. But that's what I but I meant like
3: that stuff makes me feel lonely. Talking at Mm. someone about a thing and them not knowing. Uh Like the hope is always to like you say it and then they understand what you're talking about. But like I remember Mm. relationships when I was like pre therapy. I think about uh, the difference (laughs) where like I am trying to say this stuff and looking for these points of connection. I just remember. Mm. I mean, this is not like a a weird French writer, but I remember um, (laughs) my second long-term relationship girlfriend how like we bonded over a wilco or something like that and it was nice that they also listened to wilco and that mm-hmm. i did it was around like yankee Ho- hotel hotel fox sure like that and that, a like, time. We... A t- if that a time if a yeah,
1: time yeah what like
3: does that evoke anything <laughs> listeners do you un- do you understand what that moment was back in 2000 but like that th- like I, I i don't know what the like personality type is and maybe Lauren, you can, uh, as someone who is,
1: uh, <laughs> I is studied surrounded, it. yeah, it was st- yeah. Uh, anthropological,
3: like, <laughs> exactly, Jane the Jane Goodall Jane. <laughs> of indie <Exactly>. boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is that? Like, why is that a thing that that they want to do? Because I, it's, I'm trying the personality
4: to like, trait of like showing because. Okay, I'm not even I'm not even a connoisseur of indie fuckboys, but I think <laughs> that what I've always gathered, especially what I noticed as an outsider of like a music culture, a knowledge of things, and especially like secret things and B-sides and like the more indie the better. That is your social currency. The information you have. Yes. What you can show people you know. Uh-huh.
1: Would you say yes. that's correct? Yes, I think so. And then I've definitely spent a long time had especially when I was younger, spent a long time gathering that because I felt like that information made me seem legitimate to the men in the community. Therefore I would be allowed to they're like, okay, we'll leave her to create her things over there. She knows enough. She knows enough Fugazi B-sides. B- she knows about <laughs> you know she she knows about in you know, on the Killtaker, the Albini sessions like she knows. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, great. And then over here I can listen to Liz Fair and Taylor Swift and mind my business and just <laughs> they can leave me out of it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think if I look back on certain dynamics, if I may psychoanalyze these men from a distance, I think it, com- it comes it comes from like way? an insecurity thing. Because if they were to date women of their own age, they I think there's a sense of feeling smart and feeling accomplished. If you have somebody younger who you're you're explaining things huh. to things that are new to them, and they're just going to look at you like doe eyed and think that you are mm-hmm. the smartest, funniest best person because they haven't met that many people yet (laughs) right 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 you know and yeah I think I definitely yeah did and then I thought that that was people seeing me as another creative and that felt so validating but if anything I would say the only person I do think has ever actually really not taken me seriously or like but supported me as a creative person is my current partner because like definitely those things he comes from a family of artists so they make art that's their thing I do not that's not what we do so I think I've always been self-conscious about it or not able to own that fully or always be kind of like oh well yeah I do that but ugh, I don't know what I'm doing it's an accident I don't know um and he's definitely the first person that supported like really pushed me to do things He'd be like no you should take that time you should do that and really like actually he listens to the records which i'm sure that most of the other guys i dated didn't and really yeah yeah i don't i don't know
4: i'm pretty really sure that wow, they did wow i really want to call some people in i yeah. want to make some cold calls I to want really because name them and shame them
1: name them shame them. <laughs> <laughs> them but yeah just things like and i can like bounce like t- he helped me record vocals for the last church's album and the idea of it horrified me but because we were in lockdown. And then we had to unpack the, why does this horrify you? He's like, I'm just, I was like, I would rather you teach me to use logic and teach me to do this, and then I can do it myself. But he's already a good enough producer. He's like, I could just do this for you, and this could be a nice thing that I can just, I would like to help. And then I was so panicked about it. I was like, no, I don't want you to. I want you to be away from it because I think I've just never... uh trusted any partner to take anything or they would take it away from me or they would make it about them or Mm
5: -hmm. I don't know so
1: I wanted the separation because I was like you can't come into this space because this is my special thing and you might ruin it (laughs) and then he had to just be like "I, I, I love you just please trust me I'm not trying to trick you I'm just trying to do a nice thing and then he would like, listen, like, listen to me bounce ideas off. And now, if I have an idea that I've worked on all day and I finally crack it and I'm really proud of it, I can go into the room and be like, I did this. Earlier! And then I can tell him and he'll be really excited. Or, yeah. And I think that's actually, yeah. an, I was like, oh, yeah, that's what people who support each other do. Interesting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> foreign strange normally it would be like if i've done a good thing i would be like oh well i think it's a good thing i would be like oh don't tell them because they'll, they'll be upset or they'll feel bad and there was that tipping it. point of me starting to do better in the the indie realm than the indie boys, and they did that didn't go well and there was yeah. i did so much like minimizing or like uh, just trying to trying to not make them feel bad oh, right and i just don't know that that works no. No, rent, no. It's not. You know? They should it's be not. made to feel bad. Well, or they then should also
4: know yeah. they should feel
1: fine <laughs> about themselves and your
3: success <laughs> should have nothing to do yes. with their no, no, value. No, 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 no. I think you got <laughs> I think you got to go the other way. I think you got to rub it in their faces.
4: Okay, okay. Now we have got no, to no, take no. a break. Uh,
3: sure. But wait. <laughs> <laughs> sure, but what? No, I just wanted to ask like did the the indie fuckboys you dated mm. were they creative on their own?
1: Or yes. were they just
3: like, okay. 99%
1: well, of the time, yes. They would be um other musicians or producers or um there was like one actor oblique comedian so technically it's all in the within a creative sphere mm. it's all within a create like creative sphere yeah, and then to me but like a lot of the time I was like well they're not doing the same thing that I'm doing I've only ever dated one other uh like front person which was a hot mess to tell you that <laughs> but uh like other than that I've been like well why would they be competitive with me because they don't. They're not doing the same role as me. Or this person is in film and they shouldn't be competitive with me. And why mm. would this person be competitive? But turns out, turns out, a lot of uh, a lot of men can find. <laughs> they'll find to, a way. They'll you know? find and a way, like, just what like what
4: dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, just like they'll just dinosaur life finds a way. Men find a way.
1: You know, but and- like, you're on your little track and I'm on my track and the tracks mm. are not connected. Why are you? Why are you mad? I'm not mad about your track. I'm so happy for that and I don't take that. It's literally nothing to do with me. So,
4: right. I don't know. right, Men I know. are wild. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Men are wild. Now, we've got to answer some people's questions. They need us. They yeah, need yeah, us. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to answer a couple of your questions.
5: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now, imagine them getting even softer over time.
0: And we're back
4: with Lauren Eve Mayberry I like saying all three names
3: And (laughs) the hot mess Now you gotta tell us, what was it like dating Mick Jagger?
1: (laughs) Oh man, uh, it was a much more like local local DIY Mick Jagger (laughs) (laughs) Yes, which is a different kind of (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: We get questions from all over. We get them from Gmail. We get them from Twitter, DM, uh, Instagram, Instagram DM. DM. Of course, voicemail is our favorite. Why don't we do a voicemail
4: first? Let me give the number because we, we need you to call in. We love when you call in. Three two three five two four seven eight three nine. Now there's a three minute limit. Okay, so this one hits it. This, this first one hits one, it. This first one.
3: Hit. We'll see if it if it. You know, I only listened the first little bit to make sure it's listenable. So we'll see if they <laughs> get finish. to the question. Do they finish at the three minutes or do they get cut off? Take uh, listeners, make your bets right now.
5: <laughs> Hi Andy. Hi Naomi. Hello fabulous guest. I cannot believe I'm doing this. I have been a listener to the podcast for a while, and it truly has made my day every time I see a new episode has come out, and I'm going to stop beating around the bush, and the question I'm coming to you with is, I started dating a wonderful person about eight months back, and I really did not see... Him that come into my life at all. He is super different from how I expected my future partner to look, sound, <laughs> um, which makes me trust in the relationship and the connection even more. I feel like I'm learning a lot. I am growing in different ways. Um, however, when I talk about the relationship, with other people, I do say I'm very vocal about the things that are challenging and how he does not fit what I thought, (laughs) who I thought I would be with. Um, He was raised super differently, Uh, we have a different understanding of political issues, but I realized through conversations that it's mostly around vocabulary and how we describe things. Mindset-wise, it feels like he's more or less on the same page um, in the topics that count. So whenever I talk to people that consider themselves to be intuitive thinkers or intuitive beings, they are very quick to respond to me that, um, he's not a great fit and just recently my neighbor told me after five minutes of listening to me talk about him, um, by saying, Oh, he is not the one. Huh. It's gonna take um some years for you to figure out who you are and who you're ready to be committed to. Um, but he's not the one. I'm sorry to break this to you. Um, I'm sorry if this crossed the boundary or something, but I'm just gonna <laughs>
4: oh, no. tell you
5: that. Um, the same thing happened with an old psychologist of mine. She also was listening to me and said, well, it sounds promising, but I'm just going to break it to you. He's not the one. Oh, no. Um, a professor of design at my university, <laughs> who I'm friends with. Um, and no, I'm not a student. Um, she also said the same thing. It doesn't sound like he's the one. So uh, everything someone says, it, it just feels like,
4: Oh, got cut off.
1: Oh okay.
5: no, got
4: cut Three off. Minute. See, y'all got to. You got to time it out. You got to come to the phone with an outline. Okay, some bullet points. <laughs> or I would say just,
3: you're gonna get cut off. Just there's a stopwatch on everyone's phones these days. You got to stopwatch yourself. You got to stopwatch yourself. I,
1: so Cliff cliffhanger,
3: man. I think we got the. I think we got the gist of the question, which is, which is <laughs> they you, talking to everybody about this boyfriend. Which is literally everyone the caller meets. Uh, after hearing e- a neighbor, a like relative I'm like obsessed. stranger is like, "Oh, that doesn't sound like a good fit." And then everyone else is like, "Oh,, uh, the way you talk about your boyfriend doesn't sound like a good fit. So,
4: uh, I'm assuming the question is should should the caller be heeding all of this uh, feedback? Yeah or, or do you not? Tr-
3: how do you trust? I guess this i'm gonna I'm gonna make my own question. How do you trust yourself or should you trust yourself if ev- if it's almost unanimous, it seems. I don't know, Lauren. Have you ever like yeah. dated someone where everyone was just like, What is, what's going on?
1: Well, this is <laughs> you've come to the right place, guys. <laughs> um yes, I have. And there's one person in particular uh I can think of, and it got to a point where basically everybody in my life was like, No, this person um, is not. This is a bad dude and I was very good at the employing that, well, but they don't know him the way that I know him. And he's very, you know, he's, he's socially anxious or he's nervous or like what's happening with the band is making him uncomfortable. So obviously he's going to be weird to the band guys. And I had oh, a, a laundry list of excuses for the behavior. Um, But when I look back on it now, I'm like, there was a lot of people I trusted who just got really bad vibes from this person. And they were like, we love you. And we don't like the way this person speaks to you. We don't Mm. like the way they treat you. We don't like the way that you change how you behave with this person. So Mm. if it's that kind of thing that her friends are picking up on, if it's close, trusted friends, then maybe that's something you have to take seriously. But um if it's a neighbor know. and
4: a design teacher and a former <laughs> Not- <laughs> psychologist. It's like, oh, who are these know. people? Be- um, yeah. Was there a
3: specific thing that your friends and bandmates and everyone around you was picking up on from this dude, or was it just a vibe?
1: I think there was a general darkness. <laughs> a general oh, no. darkness okay. that was okay. being a perceived.
4: Dementor. A dementor. Oh, a little yeah. bit,
1: yeah. but yeah. yeah, and just noticing... um. I think you know if you know somebody well You can tell yes. when they're changing the yep. way They behave or you can tell when they're covering things up And I used to definitely tell A lot of white lies about things Where I would be like oh he didn't come tonight because He had work thing to finish or He wasn't uh, feeling well when I know that He didn't come because he was upset with me About something or we like But you don't want to tell people that because you yes. know it's going to make them look bad and those yeah. kind of things I think that's bad but if it's Just this person doesn't necessarily You're like well they're not what I thought on paper I would end up with, then if it's just that, then I'm like, oh, really? Who cares? Because I feel like we set ourselves targets, and I don't know. You kind of make up in your mind an idea of something, yep. and really, what it is in practice is so much more important than what it seems like. But it's hard to talk because she cl- she clipped off at the end. It was but a the, cliffhanger. <laughs> it was, but also,
4: but here's the other thing though. They're saying in this call is when I talk to people, I tend to talk about. um the 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 negative stuff basically mm. i can't i can't quote them because i missed it because that was five minutes ago in, <laughs> in the, in the damn voicemail okay but you said so that's the other thing too because i think what you're saying is true but what i don't hear is that these people have met this person and mm. seen the two of them together it is based on what the caller is telling them so my question uh-huh. is you're telling us you're like i like this person he's not who i thought I do think we align on what's important, but it seems like, you know, I'm learning that it's more like a language thing, the way we talk about these things. But if you telling everybody all the negatives, stuff, yeah, if you go, I like him, but he voted for Trump, of course, everybody's going to say he's not a right fit or yes. whatever that is, right? <laughs> like what's, and so again, I'm not saying that this person is perfect for you, but I do think it's worth looking at how you talk about this person to other people. Now I think when the people who matter in your life and who know you well, I don't know if your neighbor know you that well now. If they were to meet this person and see you with them is it a different And then say something diagnosis? like exactly that's the question. If you get that same it's diagnosis, I think then that is worth sort of taking in and examining at least. If people are like I don't like the way he talks to you. Or I don't like the way you act around him, you know, or you seem different and not good different. Mm. I think that's worth checking it on. But if it's like you saying stuff, you know, cause I know for me something I, I don't do it. I don't think it'll ever change. I'm a real complainer. I really focus on the <laughs> negative thing, but in a way it's funny. And I, sometimes I'll say it's me as a New Yorker, because I think that it's the negative that is the out of the ordinary. Like I'll focus on the wild thing that happened. Because that's the conversation piece, if that makes mm. sense, as opposed yes. to just like yeah, you touch There's a difference yes, though kvetch. between
3: kvetching
4: <laughs> and and um,
3: noting. How, like, I mean, she said thing about political stuff, and it is like
4: no, and we, is it just we like, all kind of like one green. of them's
3: like a socialist, and the other one's you know like a liberal, which is like sure, there's you know like that, yeah, like are you or a socialist or is one like or is it like you uh, Kip and Labour to uh (laughs) for our for our friends across the pond yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. very
4: inclusive invite them in Andy. invite them in is
3: it crazy is it a you know a right-wing lunatic right like he a right-wing lunatic and and you know you're uh lefty right that and then that uh, you know everyone's eyebrows might be like i don't know
4: about that you know they're into QAnon, and
3: you live in reality
4: (laughs) right 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 yeah, I think that's what it is. And so I think you do want to be mindful of like, oh, yeah, he's a really great guy, came out of nowhere, like not the person I thought. But without kind of laundry listing these things, because it's true. If if you and I are talking and you suddenly just tell me all this stuff about your partner, I would probably be like, so when are you going to dump him? <laughs> like You know, if you <laughs> say like only the negative stuff in the conversation, then sure. Now, I just think it's where was ve- he on January 6th? <laughs> where was Find he on out. January 6th? that's a question that i would definitely like to know but also it's like um but it's also funny and again i'm teasing but at the same time the examples you gave of people's feedback they feel a little random to me (laughs) and then i start to wonder are you just telling every single person you meet about this not me because i know you know some of them but
1: you're talking about this dude a lot yeah and what you're if you are that level of concern like it's preoccupying a lot of your conversations then maybe yeah, we have to be like why? Why am I this Mm, worried about it? Exactly.
4: And maybe that's what it is. It's like more you're worried because you're like he's so different but I like him. You know and you feel Mm. like uh oh, uh oh. But it's like I think it's so true. Is trust your gut. I'm like really learning to just like listen to myself in terms of like is this what I like for real or am I thinking this is what I should like or should do or that people will prefer to see me do or, you know what I mean? And like, forget that, you know, if he, if he, you know, I don't know, I'm not here for like a Trump -er or somebody who's like, Kanye has good points. You know what I mean? Like we're not having that, Mm -mm. but you know, there are things that can be worked out and certainly how someone talks to you, how they treat you, how they show you their love. Like that matters more than anything. So, you gotta kind of stop asking other people what they think about him to begin with. Let them meet him, like you know, if he's if you guys have been together where he's in your life and in your world, and like people can meet him. And I think that is a more informed response than just you should have you. a party where <laughs> your
3: former psychologist <laughs> yep. and your friend, fr- your former professor, and your neighbor
4: yeah. all get to meet him.
3: Like maybe at a bowling alley, maybe yeah. you know, have like a little
4: bowling fun. Have a bowling party where everyone gets to assess him. <laughs> that could be good. Okay. Lauren, do you have time for another?
1: Please. I feel like this is this is lovely.
3: All right. You know what? We haven't done Ooh, one of these in a okay. while. All right. Ooh. This comes to us from Gmail. Uh, Maria Ooh. sends this. Okay, Maria. I think I can say their name. Hi, Andy, Naomi, and potential guest. Potential well, becomes your potential? actual. <laughs> Before I start with my question, I want to say that I love the pod and look forward to Tuesdays so I can listen along. Clark. Also, thanks to you, I've been exposed to so many wonderful people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Lauren, you're That's one nice. of them. So here is my question. My partner and I have been together for a year and a half. Half the time has been long distance. Mm-hmm. I'm in school and he is working. I feel that it is time to have a conversation About our future. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But is is it bad to start the conversation if I don't know what I want? Mm. I wouldn't ask him to move where I live because I don't want to stay here post-school in two years. But I also want to know if we are on similar pages. Is it bad to start a conversation about a future if I don't know what I want? Or or is it okay as it might help me realize what I want? Thank you, Maria. Hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. What do you think
3: about this? Well, let's start. Have you been in a long distance relationship?
1: Um, Not in that sense, but I think that touring so much, and my partner also tours, it essentially is a long distance relationship a lot of the time. Mm. Um, So I think, and then I guess both of us are British, but we're currently living in the States. So we technically do have a lot of hypothetical conversations about what we might want to do in the future. So to me, I say start having conversations 100%. You don't need to be coming with a solution like it's both of you're in this situation both of you should be figuring out and talking about it and a lot of the time me and my partner talk about wanting to be closer to our families and when can we figure out when we want to do that versus being in america for our careers and how do we figure this out and we don't have an answer but it makes me feel better to talk about it with him and we just Mm -hmm. revisit it every so often and we discuss around the hypotheticals and yeah, To me, long, long distance stuff is very difficult. You have to be very comfortable being independent and your communication has to be so good. But mm-hmm. to me, I'm always fine with it because I know there's an end point. I don't know that if I would mm-hmm. want to, like a tour will end and then you will go home and you will see, like we're good at factoring in time to see each other. But I think if it was just endless long distance, then I would find that a lot harder. But mm-hmm. I'm all about the hypothetical discussion, man. Maybe just because I've got a lot of anxiety. I like to just <laughs> yeah, brainstorm. About- I'm like, let's throw some stuff on yeah. the wall and see where we get to. But I yeah. don't know. Well, how do you guys feel? I don't know.
3: Were you and your current partner this good at communicating from the start? It seems like you both of you were very good at like being um, able to like talk about things.
1: Kind of, yeah. I think because we met on a kinky. We met on a tour. <laughs> so- kinky. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Uh, So kinky, Lauren. So I guess we were on the same tour and then we went on to different tours. So it's always kind of been part of the vernacular of the thing. Um, But I've definitely had other partners who weren't. I think it's just, to me, I'm like, it was just a really lovely, refreshing change to be factored into somebody's life. And I was like, oh, you consider me, not in terms of like when they're planning tours or whatever, but we, you know, we... There's a common ground that we're trying to reach that we both want to yeah. see each other and we want to be a part of that. And I think, yeah, just being at the same level of commitment to it and being on the same page has been really important. Just knowing that in previous things, I felt like I had to make all the effort and I was always flying to wherever somebody was filming or flying to where to see them and they would never <laughs> do that to me oh. for me. So, but yeah, I think now, uh, yeah, it's always been part of our dynamic and we've always just had to have those conversations. So yeah. Yeah. maybe that's why I'm like, Just, dear listener, have the chat. (laughs) Like, you don't need to have a solution to have the conversation. If something's on your mind, then...
4: I also think it's almost better to have the conversation when you don't have this hard and fast end you're Mm. looking for, right? Because it does take the pressure off the conversation. You know, when you go in, and certainly people call when they go, I want to tell my partner this, or I want them to stop doing this. Mm. You know, yes, you do have to have a conversation, but it automatically becomes a little tense because you're coming in with a hard want and you don't even know where that person's at yet, you know, whereas yeah. with this, because you don't know, it does allow it to be like a little bit, a much more casual conversation. Like, hey, I've been, can we start talking about this or start thinking about this? Because I don't really know what I want to do. Have you thought about it? it? There's no pressure. There's no like, what are you, what are we doing? Who are we? Which is a harder conversation to have. So yeah. I always say do it now. Do it before you're like. There is only one true end to this love, and it is us <laughs> moving to an island. You know, whatever it is, I think it's almost looser to have the conversation. And to be honest, that you don't know, and that you're just like trying to let's kick it around, let's figure out what's what. Yeah,
1: yeah. and it's only only two years. If you've already done two years, then the next two, it's going to be easy. You know, you know the system at this point. Right. You know how to figure it out. And yeah, I feel like it's good to know. If somebody's on the same page, and but you know, then you'll figure that out as you're going, and then whatever the answer is, at least you will find it, and then yeah. that's better than the unknown or the worrying about it
3: in yeah. advance. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. Lauren, did you always date shitheads before your current partner? No, <laughs> Andy I, I is want like to know.
4: Very if, shocked by the shithead behavior of these I of just, the just want to know boys. if there was one,
3: like, because and then you accidentally fell into this. Because I grew, I, I grew, mm. I created this narrative in my head for you where like as as churches got bigger you became more confident and that leaked into your love life that was the that was the story that's so
1: nice thank you based (laughs)
3: like when we were talking at that party based on that and and what little i knew about
1: i must have been really doing well that day i think i was just quietly day drunk because of my social anxiety (laughs) <laughs> you were really
4: good we talked about the crystal maze oh, and yeah. you really oh. humored us yeah. and I said she must be like what the hell are these yeah. two talking about show oh, we don't get to talk to a it lot of a people from time.
3: the UK so whenever you know, yeah we they...
4: take in a lot of UK culture so Unless... whenever we get the chance to like,
1: ah, Richard Iwati <laughs> <laughs> but it was great I was like I saw two people sitting yeah. in a corner with an adorable dog and I was like that's <laughs> where I will be I will be Camping up here until they yeah, that's how tell we do. me that is, exactly. that is exactly how
3: we go. But like, but so I created this narrative in my head where like that happened, but it seems like y- you have just dated shitheads and then you accidentally dated mm-hmm. someone who was nice.
1: I mean, that- there was a couple of short-term things along the way where people were very nice, but in a way, I think I was so, it is like a, not an addiction, but kind of, I think uh, when you're so used to the, the, the highs and the lows of like mm-hmm. intense, Slash sometimes abusive dynamics like I think that Ugh. you do get caught up in the dopamine hit of so if someone's just Generally nice. Quite, a right. nice quite a nice guy then I'm like mm, no, it doesn't feel like it's working That's what I mean
4: like you <laughs> it's still a big deal like even though you say like oh choosing But the fact is you stayed with the good person and mm. that is the that is the change
1: in a way Yes, and I do think Yeah on the Venn diagram of who we are as people, there's just so much more overlap. And we have really similar sense of humor. We're, I dated a, few, a couple of American guys, and I feel like it's helpful for me, especially traveling so much and being in America a lot for work. Being with another British person is actually really nice because we have really common commonality in terms of references and stuff that sounds very high fidelity, like stuff that in theory doesn't matter. But I like not having to over. I feel like a lot of my life as the only woman in a band or as a British person in America is over having to over explain everything, and it's nice to have that. And yeah, I think we just have very similar outlooks on things, so that makes it easier. And he's just very nice. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, who knew? Well done. <laughs> We well don't done, have to explain
3: that crisps are chips.
1: Yes. Oh we, yes. Had, <laughs> we had we had
4: uh, London Hughes on and she goes she goes. so when I was on holiday I mean vacation and I go honey we're bilingual we know, yeah, like, we, know your,
1: we know your ways we <laughs> can she, but it was just
4: so funny because I was like oh that must be something obviously she's been living here now for like a year or something where she's like oh you I have, have to do to, this now like I yes. and not that necessarily even people don't understand but certainly someone will make a comment about it like it's like a thing yes. you know what I mean where it's like
1: okay
4: British girl yes and
1: I have noticed that um, Sam, my partner, is English and I'm Scottish and people do voices at me so much more than they do at him. And what? I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of like, <laughs> oh, donkey at me and I'm like, no, guys, no, no, guys, no, and I'm no. like, hey, yeah, what, that's right. No. So, yes, there's a lot of that. Um, no. And, yeah, People are like, oh, well, I'm actually, I'm like Scottish. and I'm like, no, are you? Okay. <laughs> oh, and they want no. to tell tell you about their 23 and me and yeah, oh, well, wow. which is nice.
4: But, well, white people love having any semblance of culture, okay? And they can grip at that. And In like, America, well, do, you, do know? you mean? Like, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm a quarter something from, you know, 100 years ago. It's like, okay. I'm we like, get
1: all it. Right, I'm happy for you. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm. It's nice. It's nice. It's always, like, taxi drivers are often are like, do you know... Jimmy, Jimmy John. I'm like, no. Why would I don't know No, Jimmy McJohn. And then I'm like, yeah, I kind of do. <laughs> it's a small nation. You could probably six degrees of separation. You probably would.
3: So, I, on average, are Americans stupider than Scots? <laughs>
1: um, I think it's just a different, um, different sense of humor. Definitely. Um, I think the the average like Scottish pub level of like patter is pretty high. I think. Um, you know, we had the land of Billy Connolly. It's like where mm. we are from. It's what we, it's what we seek, um, and just a different kind of humor. Um, and I think that helps. Like Sam and I can make certain jokes to each other, and not if I would make that some of those jokes to certain <laughs> to Americans, they'd be like, "Why do you hate yourself so much?" <laughs> like, but I'm like, "No, we don't hate ourselves." That's it's LA. Just... That's LA.
4: If you were in New York, it'd be you better. Know? You wouldn't say Arizona.
1: And we're both like not mumbly, but mumbly compared to. uh a lot of American voices, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, and I did date an American who, uh, the deep embarrassment caught, like called me out on it in a bar once. He was like, what, what? And his friends were there. And then he was like, I can't stand it with all your down talking. He was like, "And nobody can, nobody can hear you when you're talking like that. And I was like, no, t- it's just the way that I talk. And then I was like, oh, no. And then I have to think about it. And then another time he was like, you talk really loudly when you're drunk. And I was like, well, which is it? <laughs> right, right. It's <laughs> almost like you kind of want to curate this me to be yeah. what you want in that moment rather than and i can't help it it's the way my voice is <laughs> i don't know but it, sure but that's also but, such a crazy and then YouTube. i probably was talking loud because he told me to talk loud <laughs> and i was like i can't win who here Scold some who scolds
4: someone in public and in front of their friends
1: but also mm. like why would to me
4: like the way someone talks if that's a problem for me that also i probably wouldn't date them you know what i mean so the fact that it's like why are you even here if you have a problem and- with the way i speak he called me. I
1: was like, you came into my DMs. Hello. Yeah. You Hello. started this.
4: Who scolds
1: <laughs> their lover? Who scolds? You could have a I conversation. Know. I
4: know. You don't do it. In, especially you don't say yes. stuff in front of people. And then I, who, I was like,
1: that's, but if somebody's a mum, like a mumbly, foreign person they're just a mumbly foreign person i'm sorry yeah. i don't know what to tell you that's just what i am and then he was like they would love to hear what you're saying they're trying to get to know you but they can't hear you because you Ew, talk i like hate this. him I so like, much i just oh. need you to
4: give me a list of people to hate yes they're american when we get off mic, please i love hating people please, we, lauren i find it galvanizing i find it energizing <laughs> if you could just give me some names We're right at the very end. I just have one last question because, like, it
3: is weird that you do fall into that category of like Googleable love life. Is Mm. it weird that that stuff is news for people that there's a certain segment about? Like, that's strange. Like, because Naomi and I, like, live, like, I mean, we've created boundaries about what we will talk about, but like, we're Mm. somewhat
4: public with it. Yeah. Mm. Like, it's not that. (laughs) I was going to say, I'm like, we've monetized this whole love affair. Well, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I mean just like that
3: We like both of us like are publicish, Right yes. mm. So like we've just been, been like Well since we are like this We've just created a boundary Is it weird to you or did you Like I, was there a point where you actually got used to it
1: Um, I feel like only one of my things Has ever been like Of any interest to anybody And I think I've always been pretty conscious Of not wanting That to be part of the Conversation for me just because I felt like kind like I don't know I feel like I've had to cl- claw my way in to get any of the semblance of respect I've been able to get and I think especially as a woman in a band the only woman in a band I'm like oh man I'm always trying to keep the conversation on topic <laughs> without any of that um and I think my current thing we've been like pretty just conscious that we draw, draw certain boundaries around it and I think I think people know online just from like Seeing them at shows, or like they're like, hmm, those two bands spend a lot of time together. Why? <laughs> um, but to me, I'm like, I just don't. I don't know. I think that, and we were kind of conscious of keeping this one to more to ourselves, just mm-hmm. because. Yeah, I think I don't like the idea that it's the thing, a thing that's spoken about when your art is getting written about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, yeah, for sure. Especially for a female writer, everybody assumes that everything you're writing all the time is about.
0: Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.
1: Narrative. When people are like, oh, Taylor Swift writes songs about X, Y, Z. I'm like, no, she's writing songs about her. She's writing songs about her experience. And that person happened to be there. They were part of that experience. And then she wrote about her point of view so right, 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 yeah right. I don't know um, and I'm lucky he doesn't have any he's not on any social media because he's very evolved wow, as a human wow. being that's someone so, who's
4: truly free when I meet somebody who's yeah, like you know, now on social I'm like what is it like to be free you <laughs> know
1: me everything. and every so often he'll be like can I borrow your Instagram to look at this thing right. and I'll be like sure go ahead." <laughs> but yeah and I think it's just made it easier for me to not uh, and even the one the one googleable thing that I was in I was very conscious that I didn't want that to be on my feed or part of the thing because that's nobody's right. business. But then I am conscious that uh, that is something that has existed in their life prior to me and also yeah. after uh. me. So there's a tiny part where I'm like, oh, I was just not griddable. <laughs> 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 but then I don't want to be griddable. So that's fine. And that to me shows a difference in outlook and perspective and that's fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's such a weird that's like so pressure that I, think, <laughs> that I think that I see like again with some people we talk to on this show that's like this weird added pressure. Jeez.
4: But it's interesting. But stuff. you asked them a question, but a lot of the, but most of the people, I guess, maybe this the ones who choose to come and chat with us. They're like, I don't, I don't pay attention to it. You know, I try to avoid mm-hmm. it, and I don't try to feed it. You know, like I and I was thinking specifically about Sarah Silverman when she just talked about, you know, you know, being just a public persona for so many years and where people are tuned into like every person in her life where she's like, I don't fucking pay attention. Like, I don't look at it and I yeah. don't let it determine how I behave or who I'm with or something like that. And I'm like, that has to be the only way to do it. I think, you know,
1: shouldn't read the reviews of anything. Relationship
4: music. The album, the live
3: show. Uh, You don't want to read pitchforks new reviews of people's love life?
4: (sighs)
1: Oh, this is this is the only this little cat here I've just held up to the only thing that gets to be on the You get to be on the grid sometimes. But yes, that and I don't know, maybe I'm too cagey about it, but to me I'm like everything I write is super personal in some way or another. It's just not always about romantic things. Right. But then I'm like, You can get pictures of my cats, that's fine. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. And we find that's a personal connection. We got that. We don't need the other stuff. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes,
3: yeah. absolutely. I just find all this stuff weird. Like moving to Los Angeles and like right having, now that like, we're that on ex- the Hellmouth,
4: having mm. that extra
3: dimension to it. It, it. it, it I, I've just been like trying to like over the last five years figure it all out, and that's like why I ask it's about odd. it because it's it is such yeah. a strange thing.
1: And you can't walk anywhere. Like, there's so, oh, many there's so many layers. There's so many layers. Like, know. my mental health is better because of the sunshine, but it's plummeted because of the lack of walking.
4: Uh,
3: <laughs> Same.
4: Yeah.
1: Same. I like a little, like, meditative walk where I, I'm like, just the rhythm of the walking and the rhythm of the brain worry are really yep. like, they've yes. synced up and I can get it out over the course <laughs> of 20 blocks of walking. I'll be like, okay, I've got it. Get
3: yourself a dog. Get yourself oh. a dog. I think that really does force, it forces me, especially like, If I have some kind of, like, script thing, like, narrative thing I'm trying to work out, take Mabel for a walk, and then by the end of that, you know.
1: all comes back to Mabel. She's centering the whole thing. (laughs) She's... Keeping this unit together. Look,
3: she's the gravitational (laughs)
4: force. We all revolve around her. We all, not just me and Naomi, but the world. Everybody, I've I've been saying now, she's the people's princess, okay? (laughs) That is just it. And that is understandable.
1: The queen is is dead. There's space. (laughs) for
4: The queen is dead.
3: Long live Mabel.
1: (laughs) I will not be saying God save the king. You cannot make me. I will
4: not.
1: (laughs) Just put Mabel in
4: there. God save Mabel.
1: She'd look nice with a little crown. I could see her on some coins. I think it'd be good. Oh,
4: my God, Mabel on coins. Okay, we've got to stop this. Lauren.
1: Lauren.
4: Lauren. 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 Thank you Lauren. Thank you so much. Lauren, thank you so much. Yeah, thank hey, you guys for having me. We're
3: making like Italian hand <laughs>
4: gestures. Thank you so much. It's so great to chat with you and learn more. I just, I just have so many questions.
1: Burning questions. Yeah, it's, uh, it's
4: very lovely. You're just
1: so a yeah, lovely Yay, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad.